Hey guys, Mike here with Mountain and Marsh. On this episode, Ryan Burnett with Pattern Pros over at PatternProsUSA.com. He calls in and we're talking about uh, Pattern Pros, the business that him and two other guys put together. Um, this company's pretty slick. This is something that not a lot of guys do uh, or it takes years to figure out. These guys round up a bunch of the, uh, the, the major shotgun shell brands out there. Um, you can buy your new shotgun, you can buy a new choke, and then they'll send you uh, a target. They'll, uh, they'll send you patterning targets. They'll, they'll send you a tool to make your own patterning targets. Um, and then they'll send you shotgun shells. Uh, I think it's three of each uh, brand of shotgun shell. They'll send it over to you. And you can figure out whether Boss is a as great as everybody's saying it is or um, – you know, you can figure out if maybe Winchester experts are going to shoot better out of your gun and your choke uh, than than the expensive shells. So instead of wasting time and wasting a bunch of money, uh, I think it's fifty nine ninety nine, and you can get get all these shells. You can get the target, and there you go. Um, go ahead and get that gun sighted in, or get that get that gun patterned, and uh, make sure your gun's shooting the way that you think it should be shooting. Uh, and be more confident in yourself in the field. Um, super cool company, super super great guy. Ryan Ryan was awesome on the podcast. Uh, hope everybody enjoys this. As always, Triptych Multi Tool. Check them out if you uh, if you want to finish birds um, with a with a wonderful tool, a, a tool that's very hardy, heavy duty. Um, something you can you can beat around your lanyard lanyard. It can be zero degrees. Uh, the thing goes to work and doesn't stop, and um, it's not just a finishing tool. This thing does many things, thus the name multi-tool. Um, so check them out, Triptych. Thank you guys for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, shoot me a message. Let me know. Is there anybody or anything, any topic you'd like, you'd like covered, anybody you'd like us to talk to? Get a hold of me. Let me know. Thanks, guys. Hey everybody, I'm here with Ryan Burnett with Pattern Pros. Ryan, uh, can you introduce yourself to everybody, who you are, where you're from, where you're at now? Hey, how you doing? Uh, Ryan Burnett, originally from just outside of uh, Seattle, Washington, um, but spent eight years in the Marine Corps. Uh, my last uh, four or so uh, was in Camp Pendleton, which is just north of uh, San Diego, and um, me and uh 
two other buddies, Brody Hensley and Christian Santiago, that we uh, we all we started hunting together uh, from deer, duck, dove, turkey. I mean, about everything there was, and uh, came up with uh, with pattern pros. So now I'm uh, here in South Carolina. Brody's in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and Christian is now living in in uh, Panama City Beach, Florida. So we're all kind of we're all over the place. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I guess uh, I guess Panama City Beach, a lot of good fishing down that way. So <laughs> that'd be sweet. Yeah, he's still kind of getting it figured out. He got there down in, in April, but he uh, he's a, uh, a safety guy, uh, safety manager for a big construction company down there. So he, he is he's working a lot, but he, uh, he he's still trying to get the fishing dialed in and. Uh, I don't. I don't even know. He hadn't even got a chance to hunt down there yet. But luckily, we uh, we just got back from Arkansas um, with a few uh, buddies uh, from the uh, Off the X podcast that we've uh, we partnered with, and they uh, they had us down. And uh, so we got four days of duck and uh, a couple days of uh, goose hunting and uh, around uh, around Stuttgart. So he he got he got his is fill in there of, uh, of some shooting. Yeah. There's not anywhere more, uh, more, more beloved for, for wing shooting than uh, in the U S I don't believe than Stuttgart. Um, so when, when and where did this idea come from? Um, what, like what, why did you guys say, what was it like a duck blind idea? Cause that's where this came from. I, I, I think I'd imagine it was something like that. Right. No, um, it's a little bit different. So I would say it stem. It would stem from a conversation that Brody and I had. It was about um, I want to say October, November time frame of ooh, uh, twenty two thousand twenty two, and uh, he had bought a new shotgun, and he we were on the we were on the phone. And he was saying he's like I can't. I bought a couple different box of shells and he was like, they just kind of patterned like crap. And just, he was not, was not happy. And he, he is, he's very precise. Like he, he is a perfectionist when it comes to anything duck hunting, um, anything gun related. And so I don't remember who said it, but we kind of started talking about, I was like, well, what if we, what if we put more than one kind of shell in a box? So just that way you figure it out. And we kind of was just kind of started tinkering with it back and forth, back and forth. And uh, I think within 10 minutes, we really had uh, an idea pretty settled. And uh, I talked to some friends and family that night and the next day. Um, and I think that, that next night, I uh, I called Brody. I said, dude, let's freaking do this. And uh, uh, we, we brought Christian into it. And uh, it kind of it was just, it, it happened real quick. I bet it was within twenty four, maybe forty eight hours, which we had most of the idea um, pretty pretty well settled. And so we took uh, for our waterfowl uh, boxes, we took eight different types of shell and put three of each into a single box, giving you twenty four shells and allowing you to actually find the best patterning shell for your gun and choke combo. Uh, and now, I mean, nowadays we all see it where there's a ton of different kinds of shotguns. There's a ton of different 
kinds of chokes and shells. So your combinations are almost freaking lim- like just limitless. And you see it all over Facebook where like every group, you see it every single day. Hey, what's the best shell for this guy? What's the best shell of this choke and this gun? And um, so we simplified it. We say, here's a box with all of your most popular brands. And you can, you can choose which one, pattern pack one or pattern pack two. Um, and each one has shot size two and shot size three. So it, you got a favorite one, you get to pick it and actually find the best patterning shell out there instead of just going and picking up whatever at your local um, outdoor store. And uh, it's been it's been pretty cool and to, to really start to see the difference uh, once you start putting shells on paper. Um, unfortunately, a lot of waterfowlers don't, they don't go pattern their guns. I, I don't know. I, we don't, I don't really know why because it, it makes a difference. Even at 20 yards, you will see a difference with your, with your shells. Um, and then when you really get, as soon as you get to 30 yards, you really will start to see patterns start to open up and it makes a difference. Um, and I guess a lot of people just think it just, your gun, you shoot shotgun and it spits out a bunch of BBs and kind of is what it is. Well, it's, it, when you start to put it on paper, things will be eye-opening and you really understand um, what your pattern's doing. Um, and our our big goal is to kind of prevent birds getting crippled. Um, that, that's kind of like, that's our, our long-term goal is to, to really start uh, preventing as many cripples as we can anyways. Yeah, I, I get that. I get, get where you're coming from and it, Definitely, like we talk for the podcast here. You know, I, I'm a diver duck hunter, um, uh, big time, and there there is a major difference, um, in 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 separate uh, avenues of waterfowl hunting. Guys who are mainly goose hunters, it's it's different from guys who are mainly goose hunters or guys who are mainly puddle duck hunters. Um, guys who do a little bit of everything. Guys who are mainly diver hunters, sea duck hunters. Um, guys who do a lot of jump shooting on kayaks, on rivers and creeks. Um, there, there's just, uh, guys who hunt pockets and timber up close guys who hunt big water on lakes and bays systems, large rivers. Uh, it's, it just really is. It's so different. And, uh, there is not just gun to paper, but also gun in the wild, like the way that you hunt, you you kind of want it to be built up or to shoot the way you want it to shoot. Um, yeah. Like, you know, uh, all of us guys, my group of guys that hunt on the bay, we all shoot full chokes, but all of, almost all of us shoot different shells because our guns shoot better with different shells and we have different chokes. You know, I have a different choke. I have Carlson choke in my Stoger, but the other guys have, you know, one guy's maybe a kicks high flyer. And so we all do, we all shoot different things. Um, and I, I think you're, I think the company basis is a very great idea because you're right. How many guys start out waterfowl hunting on a pond, on a, maybe a small pond and, or maybe in some fields for some geese and they're shooting birds at 10 yards, 20 yards, 30 yards, but that are working in real tight, they're they're landing tight, it's easier shots, or they're doing a bit of it on the water, 
which I, which I don't care, whatever I do too. But oh, I, they're they're doing water, a water yeah, they're they're doing a bit of it on the water, and then they get used to. Well, it it worked here. I tell you what, you got a gun that isn't patterned that isn't actually patterned correctly, and then you take you take that out in a layout boat in Chesapeake Bay, and I'm telling you, uh-huh. you're gonna get your ass handed to you. You're gonna you're you're gonna feel embarrassed. I know it. Oh, I bet. <laughs> It's uh, the, the Drake Gold I, um, you and I talked about that I shot. Um, it was, I, I mean, I, I've shot, I've shot a handful of divers, never actually di- diver hunter, but I, I got a chance to shoot a Drake Gold Eye. Um, and it, that was the absolute toughest bird I have, e- I'd ever seen. Like we shot it. Um, I, the first shot it came over, I missed. My buddy hit it, kind of, it started to kind of go down, and I shot it again, and it hit the water hard, but kept on going. And I shot again at like 60 yards, just hoping to kind of put something on it, and which clearly did nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I had to run through, I was like waist-deep water through the mud and, and grabbed it. And I was, a, I was a, holy crap, it's a golden eye. I'd only ever seen one before, and that was the the weekend before at a, at a different refuge. And it's still, like, I'm like, well, I, I didn't have a finisher. I'm like, I'm not ringing its neck because I was like, I may never see, see another one again. Um, I was like, this thing's going on the wall. And my buddy's like, dude, like, it's still kind of alive. You probably need to put that on a strap. Well, we dropped a couple other birds, and I'd gone out to get them. When I came back, he had pulled started to pull those four other birds into the weeds and this was an hour after he'd been shot and then still an hour later he was on my chest like uh, with my strap around my neck trying to push off and i was like this is i was like i don't know how to it, it was it was astonishing so i bet when you start shooting them out there and you're not <laughs> i'm sure that layabout is is not necessarily the most stable thing so if you your choke and everything is not in tune. Yeah, and you start crippling those birds. I bet they dive, and you may never see them again. That's that's exactly it. I, you know, th- this the way that your your business is structured is great for everybody. And you're right. I think that everybody should be patterning their shotgun and figuring out where their shotgun shoots. Um, I just happened to shoot two of the same exact model Stoger M3500, same years. So both of them shoot the damn near the same for me, same chokes. And, uh, and I know what those guns do and I've known it for a long time. So I shoot federal number threes. It's what I've shot for a couple of years now for, for diver ducks. And I really like it. It's what I've shot for everything now. Um, shooting diver ducks. I, I look, I, I still miss, I still cripple you. Sometimes we're taking passing shots at 30 on some blue bills that are cooking some lessers and, <laughs> and you can't, you just, you lead them. You, you feel like you let them eight feet and you only let them six and, and your wad flies behind them on the way out. And, you know, so it, I, I still do it plenty. Um, but then when I go to uh, every time this year that I shot mallards this late season, um, I pillowed them. Like it, it was like with the same full choke and all, but it was almost like cheating. They'd try to fly and I'd be like, uh-uh. like I, uh, I, I knew that they were dead meat. Cause I, I know my gun, you know, I know my gun so well now. 
Well, it's so it's funny. Christian, uh, he bought. Uh, he was here a few weeks ago, and um, not you know. I, mean, I think it was right around Christmas time. He bought a uh, a brand new Winchester SX4 twenty gauge, like a, a very nice gun, and uh, he was all excited for it. He's already he already got a twelve gauge, and he wants a he wanted a uh, he wanted a twenty. Well, um, we have we have a, a twenty gauge patterning pack as well. Just have one of them at shot size two, um, but still eight, eight, eight reputable brands. Um, and so he's here. We're like, hey, let's, and we're getting a chance to actually go pattern it. So he 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 wanted to go twenty five yards, um, which you know ideally you'd like to go twenty, thirty, forty yards. Um, just to really give you the full idea of what that shell is going to do at every, at every distance. But he was, he, he wanted to do 25 yards. All right. And, uh, he shoots, I, I, I want to say it was, uh, Browning, Browning wicked wing. Um, and he just got a factory factory modified in there. And we walk up to the, to the target. And, uh, we also, we also sell patterning targets or, 36 inch by 48 inch. So you get to see the full, the, your full pattern. And we walk up there and it's like, holy crap, dude, that is awful. I mean, like you can't, you cannot hunt with that. It was, it, it, I, I bet a goose could have about flown through it without even taking a feather off. It it was so bad. I was like, all right, let's go try another shell. So then I think the next one was like, was, uh, boss. And, uh, same thing. And then it was, uh, I think, uh, Remington, uh, high speed. And then, uh, winch, one of the Winchester, it was, we went through five or six different shells and all of them were the exact same. I mean, it was, it was atrocious. And I was like, dude, just, just stop shooting. You're just wasting ammo. Um, but it, it proved our point because it was like, you know what? I bet somebody got this exact same gun for Christmas. And the next morning was all excited to go out on a duck hunt. And I promise you, unless that bird was at in 10 yards, did not take a freaking feather off of those ducks. Unless stray beast. Um, and it was, it, it was, it was sad, but it's eye opening because it's, it, it really does make a difference. And like, there's plenty of times where like I shot a factory modified out of my, um, I still do for my, my, my uh, Remington 870 and no issues with it at all. But that factory modified was, it, it was nothing short of atrocious. Uh, it was just like those things. If you don't know what's happening, when you pull the trigger, you're not doing anybody any, any justice. You, the duck, your buddies, everybody else around you, because you're shooting more instead of just freaking pillowcasing them when you should. Right. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think pretty, pretty often too, um, guys get stuck when I, when I was younger, this happened a lot. Um, and I, I, I only went through it for one year. I, I had a bunch of buddies when black cloud came out and we were, when I was younger and we were, um, we, which is, which is just a, a federal, I mean, it's a, you know, it, it's yeah. a, it's an amped up federal is all it is. And I, we went out and uh, I've shot federal for for turkey rounds and I I liked those those shells that we used and I was like well 
I'll try it out for uh, for waterfowl. And then we got into the black cloud and all my buddies were shooting it. And it was like, we were shooting these geese from layout blinds straight in the front at like 20 yards, 15 yards. Sometimes they'd hit the ground. Their feet might hit the ground at 10 yards when we were shooting them. And they're such a big target. And I'm using this gun uh, that I knew nothing about. So in my head, it's, do you see how hard that goose got hit by that black cloud and yada yada? And and then when and then when we started duck hunting, um, and honestly, ju- that at first it was just puddle duck hunting. We started duck hunting, and I was like, I'm a bad shot. I didn't realize like because I just didn't have the experience I needed. <laughs> but really, what it was not not only inexperience. I gained the experience, but what I realized over time gaining the experience was. Sometimes birds would, I'd shoot, I'd shoot a bird that I was almost certain and it would just kind of falter. It would kind of shake a little bit or drop a wing and then take back off and get away from me out of, out of a farm pond or something. And what I realized was that actually my gun, I wasn't shooting the right loads for my gun, uh, because it, I never, I never actually wanted to pay all the money for all the different boxes of shells. So it just took me like three years of buying one or two boxes of different types of shells over time to realize that, all right, my old Stoger here, she'll, she'll take the federal number twos or number threes pretty well. And that was, mm-hmm. that was kind of what I just stuck with. And so now I still shoot them and, and I still like them. Uh, but if you didn't want to have to go through, if I bought a new shotgun today, I would have to call you guys. Cause I'd, I wouldn't want to do that again. It took me so long to do that. You got to think how much time and money that you wasted. Um, just having to do that. I mean, just to buy, um, so our, our boxes are, are 59 99. Um, just for you to go buy two boxes. Like if you, let's like say you did it online and you bought two mid grade, or even the cheaper stuff now with shipping and handling and taxes, you're going to pay it probably about 60 bucks. Um, and if though, if one of those sucks, you're kind of SOL. Well. Um, you're like, well, great. Now these are, they're, you know, they're going to, they're going to sit on my shelf or sit in my garage or wherever. And I don't know what I'll, maybe I'll give them away. Um, and so that was like, when we were in the military, we, you know, they didn't pay us a whole lot, so we kind of just had to shoot the cheap stuff, but which may or may not have been great, but it it allows you to to be more budget friendly. Yeah, you do spend a little bit of money up front, um, paying for you know the set of targets and and the box, but now you have a shell that you know is going to pattern good. You're going to have probably one or two other shells that you're like, hey, that's that's pretty good. You're going to have you know, a, a couple different shells to really choose from that you know is going to shoot good. So instead of you going out there and hunting and, all right, hey, I shot this bird, but now he's a cripple. So now I got to shoot him, you know, once or two more times. That starts to get expensive when you start doing it a lot or you're just flat out just whiffing. And so it starts to save you money real quick. So it, it allows you to either see if that, more expensive shells worth it. You're like, hey, yeah, like that box of shells is maybe ten bucks more, but I'm also gonna have to shoot a lot less. Like if I go buy, let's just say Boss, for instance, which is I think 
uh, roughly $40 a box. Um, But you know it's going to shoot real good. I'm going to have to shoot that duck once. That's it. Compared to something else that's not nearly as good. Um, And you're going to shoot shoot the bird two or three times. Um, Or you go the other way and you can find actually a cheaper box of shells that patterns better. And that actually happened with one of our buddies. Um, I think I want to say it was like the, the Remington high speed, um, actually patterned best out of that box of shells. And that was like, I, I think that's the, the cheapest box of shells that, uh, our cheapest shell in, in that pattern pack. And so it was just funny. Like he's a big time duck hunter. It's funny. It's like, you don't need to go spend $40 on a box of shells if you actually know what's going to shoot best out of your gun. Yeah. Uh, so th- this, this year, a uh, funny story act well, last year, um, a buddy of mine out below Pittsburgh, I went out and hunted with him, uh, met him through the podcast and all social media and, uh, got to go out with him and, and do some hunting. And he gave me, uh, like a half a box of these two and three quarter. I can't remember the little nickname he called them, but these little, I think he the stingers. He called them two and three quarter boss stinger shells. And they were the stingers, for, yep. like for wood duck loads. And look, I'm going to be honest, man. I I'm open to trying anything. I never did pattern those because I only had half a box and I took them on a, I took them to a wood duck spot that I have that I knew we'd see wood ducks and we'd get, we'd get them to like 15 yards in the decoys. Um, mm-hmm. And they, they come in, they landed outside the decoys, turn and swam right in. And I jumped up and it was like me, a guy in the middle guy on the other end. And when I jumped up and shot my bird on the right, I shot straight across a, a real pretty Drake. And he just jumped straight up and flew away. And uh, I, I look, I like I said, I didn't pattern, I didn't pattern those shells. But whatever I was doing wasn't the right thing to do, or the, you know, those shells weren't right because I laid the pattern right, I laid the bead right across him on the water at 15 yards, and he got up and flew away. And uh, I thought there's no way I could be that unlucky. I did it again <laughs> on the next group, and and I, I crippled a bird, but and we ended up getting him. But I, I ended up taking that box of shells, and I told my buddy, I said, if any of you'd like to try it, go ahead. But I'm not shooting these damn things. So, you know, it, it can be where some people have a gun that loves them, and guys stand behind boss. There's guys that are boss guys, like like they were Black Cloud guys 10 years ago. Guys stand behind those things, and, and I get it. If they shoot well, they shoot well. But not for me. It did, they did not shoot well out of my gun. I, I, yeah, and, I, and I don't know. I'm, you know, there's smarter people out there that can tell you why one shell pattern is better than another, (laughs) but I I, I don't freaking know. But, um, so when we went and do something there in Arkansas, I actually had the, um, boss two and three quarter inch, uh, number five, uh, war chiefs. And I patterned it with my, uh, with a full choke, um, out to 40 yards. And I was like, I'm, I'm in the money. And sure enough, the first two geese I shot folded dead before they hit the ground. Um, so it's, it's, I was like, I knew exactly what was going to come out of that gun. Uh, and I, and then, uh, I only had, I think I only had had about three quarters of a box of those. So then I had some Winchester BB and some federal BB and went shot. And so I knew my secondary shell. I, I had, uh, the Winchester BB didn't didn't shoot good for me, and switched up to the 
uh, or I had the federal, uh, I knew he was going to shoot good. Um, but it, it's really all about knowledge of your shot and actually what's going to happen. And it's funny, guys will spend so much money on guns, waders, boats, and decoys, and and then not actually right, have yeah. any idea what's going you're like, You don't know what your shot's doing. It's like, dude, that's that's the most important thing. And I was like, I guarantee you the old-timers who go out there with super cheap decoys, cheap waders, they know exactly what's going to happen when that bird is coming into the decoy. And those guys are by far away so much better duck hunters than so many guys nowadays where it's unfortunately a social media age where I think they're out there just trying to look cool, um, which is kind of a sad, sad, it's a sad, sad state of affairs when um, that's all they're trying to do instead of going out there just for the absolute love of it. I, I can't get it up. I would duck hunt about every single day. Um, if it, you know, wasn't for my wife, you know, would would kill me by that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think mine wants to kill me at this point. Luckily, uh, Wednesday's the last day, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't get a chance to duck out a whole lot here, but um, Bro- Brody there in Oklahoma, he is, uh, <laughs> he's like, uh, my wife is, my wife's over it by this point of the season where it's like, just, I mean, he's scouting during the week and then, Usually Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, he's getting up at you know when we hunt at Brody's house. So we hunt all public, all public land. So it's first come, first serve. So we're, I want to say, two forty five is is our wake up time when we hunt at Brody's house. So it's it is early mornings when we're there. So I, I'm sure his wife is like, she is she's over it. She's a saint dealing dealing with him. Yeah, I, I wait when when I hunt the bay, which is most of the time. I get up at uh, about one a.m. here in Gettysburg, and I I drive Ooh. down the road. Um, and we because we try to get to the boat ramp, you know, out in the flats. If you're in a layout or your body booting out there, it's first come first serve. So if we want to get to our three or four little spots that we like, the two we like the most, um, yeah, we we get out there real early. Uh, but yeah, my my wife wants to wring my neck too all the time. Uh, but yeah, so we're uh we're I I live in an area um that is actually perfect for what you guys do because um there's a there you had you had touched on a lot of younger a lot of the younger crowd, a lot of the guys getting into waterfowl hunting will dive off the deep end and just spend a bunch of money. That could be uh, guns, gear, uh, the clothing you're wearing, the decoys you're using, yada, yada. Um, and so because of that, you're right. Guys do disregard the way their, their gun shoots for, yeah, I got a kicks high flyer or a Muller on this thing. And I, or a, yeah, Muller, I guess, or Miller, whatever it is. And I, you know, I, I got, I'm shooting boss shells and I, uh, or uh, black clouds, or or whatever the the new heavy hammer Chesapeake's, or and guys are you know getting all the all the Avian X decoys, and the thing of the, the fact of the matter is, um, we live in an area. If you're not going to the Chesapeake Bay, or a direct tributary close to the Chesapeake Bay, not distant but close. Um, if you're on the Potomac in Washington D.C., it's a lot different than being on the Potomac um, up in the mountains, you know, in Western Maryland mm-hmm. here. 
and Western Pennsylvania, up by Western Pennsylvania. So it's a whole different ball game. If you're one of the guys like starting out like I did um, on farm ponds around here, you, there there are mornings still to this day. Tomorrow morning is going to be one of these mornings. There are mornings still to this day where if I don't drive, I don't wake up at 1, 1.30 at the latest 2 a.m. and get down the road somewhere on the eastern shore on the Chesapeake Bay, that I will go out up here. We just did it yesterday. Yesterday morning, we went to a local creek, a creek that I have before seen 40 to 50 birds in at a clip, but a lot of mergansers, things like that. We went in there yesterday. One hoodie flew over us, and then an eagle dumped it out and flew it away from us when it tried to turn around. And then uh, two mallards dumped in at 1050. We we didn't have we I wasn't working yesterday and neither was the other guy, and we waited. Uh, we saw two birds, a drake and a hen mallard. Now, we we shot at the drake through some brush because they were about to jump. We could see them popping their heads, mm-hmm. so we shot at him and he got away because we shot through some brush. But when the hen jumped up, I shot her. She she folded right up, um, and, and we got her. But. Those are the only two birds. We live in an area that we can't even pick and choose hens and drakes. We don't do that. You know, we we go out if and out, if it's flying, if it flies, it dies. If 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 well, if we get an opportunity, like you know what I mean, like we 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 might take Drake Commons because yeah, I might get into a thirty pack of them on, on a creek or a river here, but we're not getting mallards like that. And so, guys who spend all the money on the guns and the, the to wear Sika or first light or whatever. And to, to have a, a nice duck boat, but then they, and the, and the avian X and then they go hunt the upper Potomac and it's a cold day. They're telling their buddies, we're going to go out here. There's going to be birds everywhere. And then there's not. And then they see <laughs> four groups of mallards total all within all or all below eight. And, you know, they end up only decoying one group. They pull, he pulls up with his, SBE Benelli Super Black Eagle, and he misses three shots in a row because he never once thought to pattern his gun. <laughs> you know, it's no, no clue. Exactly, he has and no it, confidence you, in that thing. You start to like, I, I, I go back to Christian's gun, where it's like twenty-five yards is that is in your that's in that's in the freaking wheelhouse. Like that, that's yep. a shot you should make just about pretty much every single time. Obviously, there's exceptions where. It's, God knows what happens. Somehow you just miss. Um, but it's like that, that right there is like what kind of just drives it home. It's like, you better know what's, what's going on because it doesn't matter if that bird's hovering over the decoys with that pattern that he had on his gun. You're not, you are probably just not killing it. And it's it, it just, it, it's, it's crazy. Um, and, and it was, I think it was, I texted Brody. Um, after I'd done some more patterning, uh, right before we went to Arkansas. And I'm like, dude, it really is eye opening. You start really seeing what your, your shell's doing, um, and going out and, and shooting at 40 yards. And you're like, golly, like that's, I, 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 I don't like to shoot that far. Most, most of the time, if I'm shooting at a bird at 40 yards, it's because I've already shot at it. And I think maybe I've, maybe I've hit, and it's just kind of one of those things of maybe if I just get one more BB in it, it's going to go down. But like, 
I, that's just, it, it, it really started to understand it's, it's a lot farther than you think it is. Um, especially just with, with a modified. I always hunt with a modified. The only time I'd ever hunted otherwise was when we went goose hunting. So I was like, well, I'd, I'm, I'm going to try and put as much, uh, many BBs into that big old goose as possible. Um, but it, it just really starts to show you how much your pattern will open up. And, and unfortunately some people are like, well, just get them in the decoys and, and you'll kill them or get them in close. And you're like, I mean, yeah, like you're going to kill some birds in, in the decoys, no matter, just about no matter what. Um, but you're going to miss a lot. They really are. And unfortunately the guys who were just getting started, it, it really may just kind of discourage them. Cause you're like, well, I get, I get up and I, you know, get up at three o'clock in the morning. I bought my waders and I got decoys and I got this nice gun and, and shit. And you're like, well, I, maybe I, maybe I just suck. And like, there's plenty of people out there and I've witnessed them that just suck at shooting. But if <laughs> you may not suck nearly as bad as you think you do, if you actually know what's happening when you pull the trigger. Yeah. Nowadays it's also, um, it's also a lot harder to stipulate uh, between which shells, just like you said with social media, which shells are truly correct for everyone without using you know the system you guys have put in place. Because the problem is, it but more now than ever, ever I've never seen uh, within the last three years there are so many of these. Uh, I don't really know how else to put it. Almost like craft beer. There's like these craft, like there's these like special shell there, you know, Migra and things. And, and guys are, um, are spending a lot of money to get these hand loaded shells or the, you know, or, or whatever these stack shells. And that's great. If, if stack shells and, and look, I might would shoot stack shells and be like, this is it. This is the thing. But the, there's so many new shells out now. When I first started waterfowl hunting in my mid teens and shooting uh it, like i said i remember i remember when black cloud came out and it was this new thing it was like a new quote-unquote technology and yeah. uh and then there was blindside four years after that or whatever and it was like oh my god they're square they hit harder and then it was <laughs> and there were like all these things and and i just, you just don't know yeah you you don't know and nowadays it it is you can get in the weeds and and so it could really take you a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of effort um and a lot of missed birds if you're not patterning the gun to try to figure out what you should be shooting yeah um so i actually uh i actually got a chance to when i, I patterned my gun i finally got a chance to shoot migra um and it it shoot it shot great um, I, I really did like it, uh, but yeah, I think it's kind of cool. Some of the the smaller companies are really kind of starting to make real waves um, in the uh, in the hunting community. Like uh, Boss, um, we we've done some done some work with Boss. And they've helped us out, um, and uh, it, it's I mean, the smaller companies are really it, it the, the quality they're putting into their shells is is really starting to become uh, abundantly clear. Um, same thing with Migra. Migra's only been around, I want to say this is their sixth year. Um, 
we've been uh, starting to work with them. And then uh, a smaller company, they actually started uh, right about the exact, almost the exact same time we did called Salt Creek. Um, they started out with just, uh, just turkey loads, if I remember correctly, and it's all hand loaded. Um, but they moved it, moved into waterfowl. So he actually has, uh, TSS, straight TSS loads for waterfowl. Um, and I talked to him about it and he, he's like, I can't, he's like, I, I, it's hard for me to even keep it stocked because people are, um, people are starting to, um, go on, uh, like trophy hunts, like they go up to Alaska or wherever. And they're shooting straight TSS. Well, it's like, it makes sense when they're trying to shoot those trophy bird. Like, and you, you know, shooting those sea ducks and divers, they're unbelievably tough. Um, but he's got turkey loads and, and duck loads, and now he's got uh, uh, bismuth loads. Um, but it, it is cool to see all those kind of little, like you said, craft beer um, shotgun shell companies. Um and they make a quality product. Uh, so it's kind of cool to see those guys um, kind of out, not necessarily out competing with the big guys because it's going to be hard to con- compete with Federal and Winchester because they've been around for, uh, God, I don't even know how many hundreds of years. Um, but it's cool to see to see the, the, the smaller companies out there and really making a, a, a quality product. Yeah, I think they're all making waves too because when you see, uh, just as you said, guys trying to use them for these trophy hunts and, and such, um, If look, if I didn't diver hunt as much as I do, I would probably try to get a couple boxes of different and, and try to pattern them because uh, for diver hunting, you want shells that hit as hard as possible while also holding a good pattern. Um, I just diver hunt so much that it would, you know, chasing cripples and everything else. It would be, uh, oh, gets ex- yeah. It, what do you gets, shoot now? What shells do you shoot now? I shoot federal number, number threes. And it's, it's taken me, uh, like I said, it's taken me literally since I, you know, I started waterfowl hunting 17 years ago and it's taken me until like three, four okay. years ago to realize that I really do like those out of my Stoger with, the Carlson uh, choke tubes. Um, I, the, I, you said the, the speed shocks. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought a lot of guys uh, had used. Uh, were, were using. Uh, I guess I, I always heard like don't don't come diver hunting unless you're shooting number number twos or or bismuth. But no. Um. Uh, so I, like so so the guys. That that's funny too because yes, a lot of guys that I talk to um, that are diver hunters, and I used to be this way. I used to shoot federal number twos, um, and then I started hunting with a group of guys that I'm now really close with, and uh, we we hunt the bay a lot. And that group of guys shot number three Winchesters as cleanup loads, and I was like, "Oh, you guys, you keep number threes around?" They're like. Oh yeah, like we'll, we'll use them for whatever. Like we we'll use them for for out of the layout, but whatever. That's that's what we like. And then I switched. I switched to using them. Really liked them. And then also, I mean, I I'll pillow. I'll pillow some some blue bills, some canvas backs, redheads. I'll pillow them up pretty good if I get if I get a good lead on them. If that that full number three load, you know, most of that load hits them on the, on a flight, they're down. 
and uh, they're they're done. But um, also, uh, the the I don't know if you guys have, have had much experience with it. The heavy, I think it's heavy hammer Chesapeake loads that just came out like last year. Um, my buddy, I, I it's a stack. I think it's a it's like maybe a two four or a three five. I can't remember. Um, but the, those guys, the guys I hunt with, two of them are shooting those now, uh, which is a, which is a, a lighter blend than even an, a full number three blend, a full number three shell. And, um, yeah. and they're, they're, they're loving it. They're, they're shooting just as well as I am. They're shooting as many birds, um, cans, blues, whatever. So I, I think that's a big misnomer is people, people in their head believe it's just like with geese earlier you said you were shooting those two and three quarter number number fives number sixes or whatever and yeah so it's just like that i i think that there's a lot of people who in their head believe you need to hit them with you need to hit them with all you got you need it needs to be as hard as you but that's not it you need to get as many just need to get as many as much shot in the kill zone neck and head you know, get it through the torso. You just need as many as you can get through that area. And uh, it, it does well. It kind of goes back. I think it kind of goes back to the, the age old question of uh, nine mil versus 45. It's like, yeah, nine mil, you, you, you're going to probably put more holes in, it, in whatever you're shooting. But that the 45 is, all right, I, I only hit them once. So I think it, it kind of goes back to that where it's, uh, some of it's, I think, some of it's personal preference, and like there is the kind of different theories of uh, so I'm gonna hit some, I'm gonna hit it with with something big, or like you were just saying, it's putting more, just more BBs on target all all at one time, um, and so it kind of kind of goes back to well, you know what, I'd rather hit something with ten number threes than just you know two or three number twos, and it's just. It, it, Again, whatever your gun likes, and it's, it is crazy how many different, especially chokes nowadays. I can't even. It, it seems like every every company has got numerous different styles of chokes. Not even just like mid range or full or what, whatever it is. And it's just like I can't, I can't keep up. And I, I'm a very simple person, so I kind of just whatever I've got that's and I I know it's effective. Uh, I'm gonna stick with. Where and then you go, guys like Brody, who he uh, he had an SB three. Um, yeah, I think he bought it uh, right before the season, and uh, like loved it, shot great. And then uh, about three quarters of the way through the season, I see him. Uh, he he was going to sell it, and I'm like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "Don't you love it?" He goes, "Oh yeah, it's a great gun," but he wanted to get a. Uh, I think he got a. Uh, Benelli 20 gauge because I just wanted to try something different. He just like, he loves to know so about every different shell, every different gun and choke and just knows everything about it and what's exactly what it's going to do. Um, and that's kind of what we're hoping to do. Um, not to that necessarily that extent, cause that's just, it's not going to happen, but just to where more people are, are just aware of uh, like just that knowledge of, of their shot. Um, and you don't, it, it, as long as you, you find a shell that patterns good, as long as you don't change your gun or choke, you don't ever have to freaking change shells again. Um, 
yeah, you're you're good. And it's one of those things where, yeah, I spent a little bit of money up front, but it's kind of a uh, assurance that as long as you don't change one of those three things, um, you're going to be you're going to be in the money. And it, it, you're actually probably one of those things that you're kind of like a guarantee now that you're probably going to bring home more ducks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I also I like what you said there where you know, it's almost like keeping it simple, keep it as simple as possible. I but you but you said your buddy Brody likes to dabble in different things and I have friends like that as well, but I I'm that same way. I am uh I'm very simple. Um I I still use painted decoys. Uh, I still repaint decoys. I still I'm very like I don't need to spend a thousand dollars this year on decoys to kill birds. And so I, I am the reason I shoot Stoger. Uh, it's funny. Everybody, but when I first started shooting Stoger, everybody was kind of like poking fun because it was the, it was the era. It was the era of Stoger when the extractor springs would go bad. And sure enough, my old Stoger, the gun that I now use as a backup slash my Turkey gun, um, that gun does not come out of the, of the gun cabinet unless my, there's something absolutely wrong with my other one. And, um, both of those guns are the same era. Um, I got the extractor spring fixed in the one and it's been great. It's been fine when I've used it. It's, it's done well in Turkey season and, and uh, shooting clays and this and that. But also the one that I use has been great. Um, this year, this year alone. Now, granted, I do clean my gun. I'm I'm pretty the the one thing that I am kind of a stickler on is if I hunt the bay because of because of sand um I do clean my gun up pretty regular. I clean it probably every 2 to 3 hunts um just to make sure and I and I'll give it a wipe down between hunts. If we got a real hard one, a lot of ice or whatever, a lot of mud, I'll give it a good I'll give it a good clean like a wipe down, but I won't really thoroughly clean it. Um but every well, every 2 be, to 3. You spend the time around salt I bet the salt really is. Oh yeah, uh, it's I not great. Like, it's not great. <laughs> I feel like that's got to be just absolute. I, I just lost terrible. a. Uh, I just I didn't lose it. I just realized that uh, one of my flock of flickers had corroded. Like com- the mm. motor had corroded completely. It wouldn't even turn. Uh, so I just lost one of those. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's rough on stuff. But you know, as long as I keep up with it. Um, my gun this year, knock on wood, my gun this year, my Stoger, my older Stoger, I hunt with guys with newer slash new Benelli's, Berettas, Weatherby's gotten pretty big, um, mm-hmm. things like that. I hunt with Rite. Rite is from right down the road uh, from me. I, I've okay. worked construction jobs right below Rite and, or, or b- below the Benelli factory down here where the Rite guys got their start. And, I, you know, those guns sell for eighteen hundred dollars. I've been out this year, no joke, three different diver hunts where we pulled up on birds, and either somebody else in the layout boat with me or standing on a shoreline. Somebody, I, I heard one shot, and I kept shooting, and I turn and look, and they're messing with their gun, and it, and these are <laughs> these are super black eagles. The you know these are the brand new this year Weatherbees and things like that. Top of the line. Yeah, and I and I I tell I tell them guys, 
are you keeping your gun clean? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll clean it. But it's like, no, you're not. You're not. And it's <laughs> just, just like you were talking about. It's, yeah, I, I'm wearing a full sick outfit, but I didn't clean my gun all year. <laughs> yep. Come exactly. on, man. Get get it together. <laughs> yeah, your your money and, and time and uh, is going into the things that, they they matter, um, and I'm not gonna say having that good quality gear doesn't matter because it it definitely it definitely makes a difference. Yeah, it can. Um, and uh, I mean, in the Marine Corps, you, we saw some of the things we had was just um, you know it's producing absolute masses, so a lot of the stuff isn't necessarily the, the greatest quality. Um, so it, it can definitely that kind of stuff can make a difference and about comfort and then you know, there's certain like you know certain things for us like boots boots make boots and socks like that makes a world of difference so i understand um but like we had a saying like, so i was a grunt in the marine corps so it was um when you're in the field it was weapon gear body so that goes right back to it is the most important thing is the way is the weapon that you have to do your job and if that's not working order, nothing else really matters. Yeah, yeah, you're you're exactly right. Uh, it's it, you you had said it earlier. It's but it is really it is. It's this social media thing and all. People get this idea in their head that what matters is looking cool, and you know it ties right back into your business model. It's it's in, in the end, it's not about looking cool. It's about knowing your gun knowing it works that's first and foremost when people ask me like what do i buy when they when they when they first get into waterfowl hunting it's like first thing you need to do is like make sure you're dialed in you can go sit on a river's edge over 10 dozen avian x decoys and if you miss every bird that comes in was it even worth buying the decoys so you know you make sure make sure your gun's on make sure it's working and then you you know buy some things you want to buy but that's what's so cool about you guys' business is it really is it's it should be honestly that should be like a staple. I never thought of it that way when I was coming up because there wasn't a company like that. It was, hey man, I bought this box of shells. They're shooting pretty good. You want to try them? But it was never at all like let's sit down with five, ten different boxes of shells and and try them out. So that's the we 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 talked about it. Um, and, you know, when we go through hunter safety, they, you know, they talk about, you know, you know your target well as beyond and, and an actual safety. And I, I think they may have kind of breezed over patterning your gun, but it was probably more like, hey, you should have it in your gun. And, you know, but that was about it. Um, and so our one of our big picture goals is to really break into the the hunter safety world, um, it, he doesn't have to spend a lot of time on it, but if you, um, if you can just get guys, you know, our students that go out there and they, you know, they're, they're provided a target and they shoot it at, at 30 yards just to, to get an idea that it's not going to be perfect. Um, that way they know when they're actually shooting, trying to hit birds that are moving. It's not, it's not a, precise thing um it's not a rifle word you know point of aim point of impact um and so if we can really 
change that with with the new hunters coming up it'll they won't know any different and it's going to be it's going to be the right thing to do um you're going to be a more effective hunter more efficient um and it's it's better for the birds um delta waterfowl had put out a study years ago several years ago where it was 1.7 million ducks every year um are estimated to be crippled and lost um that's a pretty big damn number um and everybody talk complains about bird numbers are down um well if, if that's something that we can reduce um over a number of years that'll start to really compound um and you'll probably start to see more bird numbers if you're crippling a hundred thousand less birds annually um across the nation um yeah it, it may it may take 10 years um but you'll really start to see um a, a difference and I, I, and, you know all, all three of us um we all have kids um and we all want our kids to have a better duck hunting experience than we ever did um my my oldest she's seven now um and she's killed a couple of ducks and uh, a few deer and I want her here in, you know, 10 years or whatever it is to go out there and be like, man, we freaking saw thousands of ducks. And like, it was just so much better. Um, and you want them to, to have that experience that, um, a lot of the old, older time, um, guys talk about how, you know, 40 years ago, they're like, you know, there was, we saw a hundred thousand ducks or whatever it would be. Um, but you want them to have those experiences. I, I, my wife's uncle, he talks about it. Um, and they're like, yeah, we, you know, we went out here locally and we shot mallards, black ducks, pintail, widget. I mean, just everything. God, like that sounds awesome. And then just not, you know, a, a generation later and you got more hunters and ducks. And it's just like, it's kind of, it's kind of sad. I, I don't want that. I, I don't want duck hunting to go away. Like it is, for me, it is. It, it is one of the coolest things out there. And for my kids to be able to really experience it, um, I want them to have the best possible opportunity. Yeah, I, I think the same thing. I got two two young boys, and they often ask me to my, – my oldest, Waylon, he asked me to go out a good bit, and he's only three and a half. And uh, it's funny you say that because – say it that way because um, I uh, – we, li- we live in an area where – at one point when duck numbers were booming along the Chesapeake, it pushed, mm-hmm. it pushed birds. There were also more birds outside of the Chesapeake in this Atlantic flyway. And I had to come up. And like I just said, we hunted yesterday morning on a, on a, on a really sweet little Creek right beside a river. And uh, we saw three total ducks all morning and hunted till after 11. So I um you know, I hope for the best you know for for my kids and I have to I have to travel and hunt the bay to see big numbers of ducks but the way I hunt is too dangerous for me to take my son out to see oh, a yeah, good hunt a, you know yeah you're not you're not sitting there on the uh on a on a, a blind on the shore you're you're that's a that's a whole nother ball game. <laughs> I don't know about down there too, but it's become a like a rich man's sport around here. A lot of guys, 
Um, a lot of guys have fat leases. I like, like there, there is yep. a, a pretty famous point along the Chesapeake Bay by the, by the Bay bridge that crosses the, the bay on the Eastern side. There's a point there that is pretty famous for being like right in the goose capital of the Atlantic flyway. Um, that's like how people would talk about it. Uh, Chestertown, Maryland, and mm -hmm. there's a point there that guys uh, that lease that point. There's a road that goes straight through the middle of it, and I can't I can't remember what the lease the amount was for the leases, but it might have been something like twenty grand a year for each side of the road. Ooh. And I God. like the and it was like a, a group a hunting group of like doctors and lawyers and and businessmen mm -hmm. that were a part of these groups, but. I think that's what it was. I think it was 40,000 total. Same farmer owns the whole point, 20,000 total each side, left and right. Um, but just the sheer amount of money that it costs to hunt on Maryland's eastern shore and around the Chesapeake Bay, east and west, um, it, it cuts all of us out. So for me to take my son out to a spot that has a pond, even the farms around us are leased, a lot of them. So to go to a spot that has a pond or maybe has a, a cut cornfield, I could set him in a layout blind early season when it was still warm enough for him. It's it's almost impossible for me now. I can't I can't do that. And so I have to go out of my way and and find these uh these little ways to get him involved in hunting and and he wants it. But you know, we're we're battling that all the time and uh so I'm with you. Whatever we can do to keep bird numbers high, that's what that's what should be done. Yeah, we. I mean, we see similar stuff here where, you know, obviously through, for hundreds and hundreds of years, there's been a ton of plantations around here, and the, the plantations are still here. Um, but it, it seems like they're not necessarily working plantations anymore. Um, it's they've got hundreds and hundreds of acres of uh plant or planted duck food so it's you know, there's still duck i mean there's still ducks here but it's like um it's they're on these plantations which the average guy will never even sniff and they still kill um i mean good i mean good solid ducks i mean pintails and they'll get every now and then you know the mallards and but widgeon and and teal and um so it's a, it's the same kind of thing where unfortunately the the pay to play is it, it it's too steep. It's not like a, hey, I pay you know a couple hundred bucks for on a for a guided hunt. You're like, okay, I, I can I can do that. But it's when it's you saying you know twenty thousand dollars or however many thousands of dollars. You're like dude, like most people are never even gonna get close to be able to afford that. And but if we get the the duck numbers back to where that were, you know, 30, 40 years ago, then that pay to play doesn't, doesn't necessarily matter because you get more birds throughout all of the public ground and guys are actually going to be able to go out there and, and have, have themselves a good time without having to uh, cost themselves an arm and a leg. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so before we hop off here, I want to, uh, I want to talk a little bit about, um, like the patterning, um, what are, are there, di do you find that people in different areas look for different 
pattern style. Like, are they are there guys like in Timber? Um, when guys are buying this, are they looking for something different? Uh, say they buy a, a package of, of 12 gauge and are, are they looking for something different than somebody that might be river hunting or might be hunting the bay or, or diver hunting or whatever? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've talked to some guys who are like, Hey, I, I hunt big open water. So like I need that, that, that tighter pattern. And then you got guys who are, um, who are hunting more, more timber and closer stuff. And it's something that that pattern is going to be a little bit looser. Um, or I know Brody's done it. I'm sure a lot of guys in uh, where the, the flooded timbers uh, really comes into play is um, they switch out choke tubes. They go from uh, uh, a mod to you know, an improved. Um, so it, it, they they they're changing things up, and the guys who are really dialed in um, are aware of what their their pattern and, and shell is doing and um like for me um you know i i shot that that uh the boss for the for the geese um and there's no reason for me to shoot business other other than right there um like for me because i'm shooting wood ducks and most of those wood ducks are less than 20 yards i don't need to shoot business i shoot um i've never liked uh number fours uh, like when I was out in California, um, and now that I'm here and I'm shooting wood ducks, uh, typically a little bit closer. Um, that honestly, that's why I, I really found um, a use for the number fours um, is, is shooting wood ducks. So it's the guys who are are, are dialed in really, um, really know what what's going to happen when they pull a trigger, and uh, they will change stuff up. Uh, when it comes to, to different scenarios. And I, and I thought that was, um, it, it was cool to actually see it, uh, come to fruition, um, during the goose hunt where it's like, I knew 40 yards that that business, um, with that full choke was going to be, was going to be freaking deadly. Um, and sure enough, like the first, we weren't even really, we were still standing up in the bottom. We hadn't even, fully got finished setting up one of the guys was still not back from dropping the side by side off and a, a snow came over my right shoulder and i was like oh shit <laughs> i pulled up and shot and that was it uh and then you know 10 minutes later we had a, a blue come over us um and i pulled up and um second shot folded in and i was like all right i know exactly what's going to happen um when i pull the trigger so uh so a little, little bit of a tangent, but yes, to, to answer your question, there's definitely been um, plenty of people that um, will change things out depending on their scenario um, and, and just kind of where, where they where they tend to hunt. Yeah, ma- making these uh, these packages you guys offer um, two or threefold uh, for for hunters that do. If you're a, if you're a hunter. Hunting a field for geese, um, you may shoot a different choke with a different shell that patterns best, and then you may swap out to a modified to hunt a pond or two that you have to hunt for ducks or a creek or wood ducks or whatever. And then you also may have a different setup for for diver ducks. And touching on that, 
I uh, I know you guys are coming out with something new here soon. Uh, the the turkey package. Could you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so when it comes to turkey hunters, a, a lot of them typically do pattern their guns. Um, so that was from the get go. That was that was on our radar. And uh, so what we did was for this, we've got twelve gauge twenty and actually four ten. Um, and so what we did were for 12 and 20, uh, it's going to be, it, it, for all three of them, it's actually going to be three total shells. So you're going to get one cheap shell, um, price wise, one mid grade, uh, and then one TSS load. Uh, and then for 410, uh, it's going to be three TSS loads. Um, but it's really going to allow you to see whether or not you need the TSS for, like last year, the Tom I killed here, um, I, I was using the Winchester Super X, which is ten dollars for a box of ten, um, and I knew about out to forty with my eight seventy and my uh, full choke. I was like, that for me, I was like, that's about as far as I'm I'm going to shoot. Uh, but I knew exactly what I was going to do, and I called in two Toms to twenty five yards and shot the one and killed it as dead as dead as, as, it, as it gets. Um, so it's going to allow you to see if, if that TSS is worth it. Cause th- there's no debating whether or not TSS is, is deadly and effective there. That, that's, that really goes without question. Um, but it's more of, Hey, do I need it? Um, like South Carolina where like where I hunt, uh, my hunting club, uh, most of your shots are, are going to be within 30 yards. Uh, they're coming out of swamps and, and some thick stuff. Um, but then you'll maybe have some guys out in, um, in the prairies or, um, Kansas, Nebraska, and they may not have anything to hide behind. They may have a single tree and that, that, that Tom's coming from a long ways away. Um, so we're, uh, we've, we've got those, uh, set up. Those will be coming out here, uh, in about a month. Uh, we're actually going to be at the NWTS Expo in Nashville. Um, that's on February 16th. Uh, as when we're getting in there, uh, we're not doing a booth. Um, it was just kind of last minute, but we will be we will be walking around. Um, and uh, so it, it, our boxes should roll out um, right about that same time. Uh, but for the guys who really like to know what when that they may get you may get one opportunity a year uh, for your Tom or your or your Jake or whatnot. But I, I honestly I think um for the four ten stuff, if you you know, a lot of us are starting to take their kids hunting and uh you kinda you want your kid to be successful, so probably a good idea to know what their shell's gonna do when they go to pull the trigger because you don't want them to have them do all that work and then pull the trigger and you don't know what's going to happen. And then let's say they miss and then you're like, Oh man, they just, you know, they're a kid, they miss. And then he do go pattern that gun. And you're like, well, that, that shot like absolute crap. Um, so there's, it's pretty cool to, um, get, have a chance to give your kid that, that tool for success. So, um, the turkey stuff is really it is really exciting for us. Um, they it, it's really going to start to make a difference, and it's going to kind of really show you how far um, 
you should actually be shooting your shells instead of, hey, it's, you know, 60, 70 yards out there and I'm just going to start slinging it. So, um, big things coming. Um, and we're not, we're not stopping at turkeys. Um, the idea is to have every, every shell, every kind of animal, um, every gauge is, is here, not in the very foreseeable future is, is coming, um, to allow everybody, um, that tool in their toolbox to be the most successful. All right, everybody, patternprosusa.com. Ryan, thank you for, uh, hopping on the podcast and letting everybody know what this is all about. Uh, I'm glad you reached out because, uh, my, my eyes are opened on this one. I, uh, I think it's really cool what you guys are doing and, and I, I wish the best for the, for you guys, for the company and, uh, I I think I think it's only blue skies. I I don't know, I don't know why this wouldn't be something that everybody would be doing if it was this cheap to do it. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh you know we're we're really excited for the future. Um, last year was kind of a a year for uh, us just getting started and kind of figuring things out. But um, this twenty twenty four is gonna be our year of growth. Um, but we had some cool things happen last year with. Delta Waterfowl um, do an article on us. That'll be coming out. Actually, it's on their website, and it'll be coming out uh, one of their next issues. And then uh, Ducks Unlimited, um, we were in uh, their new piece of gear for the year. So we had, we had some really good connections last year, um, and this year is going to be nothing but but big things, and hopefully we get to put our product in front of a lot of people this year and, and really kind of change the way things uh, people go about hunting so we're we're excited all right man hey everybody uh thanks for listening uh go check these guys out for sure all right thanks ryan thank you all right bye